Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan. Um, well, Chris, let's uh, talk about some good news in the market that came out. Um, so yesterday, you know, the market you know, initially has celebrated the CPI release that came in below expectations. Um, now, we eventually gave up uh, much of that early gains yesterday by the time the cl- market closed. Um, but question for you, you know, is that market action consistent with the data release? And what are your expectations for CPI over the next few quarters? Yeah, I think initially what we saw in the market was kind of some capitulation short covering as it's clear now that that CPI and inflation has peaked. And, you know, we have building disinflationary fundamentals going forward. Um, And the market's going to quickly shift its focus away from inflation. And its bigger concern is going to be the weakening economic fundamentals, weakening earnings outlook. Um, and so to the extent you were short equities, assuming you would have a higher print, uh, you needed to cover some of those shorts. Uh, going forward, look, inflation's going to continue to decline until we see a policy shift, either fiscal or monetary, either within the U.S. or uh, you know, foreign central banks who could influence the value of the dollar. Now, our expectation is we'll see 4% inflation, headline inflation by the third quarter of 23, plus or minus 50 basis points. Uh, but again, that can be significantly influenced. I don't think it's a, a clear glide path from here to there. Uh, we do need time and space to allow the tightening process to take hold and, and continue its influence on inflationary conditions. And just follow up to that, you know, do you think that uh, investors should be prepared for you know, higher long-term inflation? You mentioned you know, 4% by the end of the next year, uh, whereas we've been you know, marked closer to 2% for you know, the historical past. Um, is that going to be becoming more of a new norm? We have to wait and see. We have to see what policy choices will be made, for okay. sure. Great. Um, and then quarter to date, you know, we've seen now in the fourth quarter a pretty strong rally across equity markets. Um, both the S&P and, and small caps are up you know, around 12% for the quarter. Um, we've seen comparable rallies in, in non-U.S. markets as well. Um, you know, would you say that these rallies are, are driven by the anticipation of declining inflation and a le- less hawkish Fed in 2023? Yeah, I, th- I definitely think that's a, a piece of it. Um, we've had moderate, moderating, you know, uh, rate expectations as we've seen, you know, some weakening economic data, but more importantly, uh, declining inflationary pressures, both in the form of declining energy prices. Um, we, we've also seen with that a falling U.S. dollar as it assumes there's going to be less hawkish policy choices made going forward. And both of those in combination have eased financial conditions. Um, We also shouldn't overlook just the seasonal factors. There's a reason why they they call it a Santa Claus rally, that there's seasonal flows, a lack of selling pressure, and seasonal flows that create a natural uplift. But there was another key element here that's driven some of the easing in financial conditions, which was the draining of the Treasury general account, which pumped well over $100 billion into the economy. So these easing financial conditions have more than offset the quantitative tightening out of the Fed, and it's provide kind of a bullish backdrop for equity markets globally, um, in the fourth quarter. 
a lot of that kind of tailwind from the TGA decline and from the seasonal flows within the equity markets are behind us. So we're going to see a bigger impact negatively on liquidity as we move into 2023 and if the Fed remains on its tightening path. And speaking of as we enter 2023, you know, does, does the Von Nelson equity team think about investing in the equity markets going forward? And you know, how would you implement what, you're, uh, what you've come up with? Yeah, well, I mean, our strategy, we do think it's going to be a very different cycle. And we need to look at 2023 and understand we're going to have a greater level of volatility in financial conditions and in inflation and in economic growth and in liquidity than what we experienced in 2022. And that may seem counterintuitive. But 2022, for the most part, was a single trajectory, which was, you know, uh, uh, increasing, tightening financial conditions to address the increasing levels of inflation. And that carried itself out through the third quarter of 22. And so it was fairly easy, I think, for investors to invest in that environment or to understand what the trade-offs were in that environment. I think as we move into this next leg of the market cycle, it's going to be very different. I think near-term, investors are going to put CPI and inflationary issues to the side, and they're going to focus on the oncoming earnings recession. It's going to be a matter of how deep it is. Does it become self-reinforcing? We're going to have to deal with the uh, maturity of the credit cycle and, and burgeoning credit losses. And as I said, we're going to see a significant increase in tightening in liquidity conditions if the Fed stays on its current trajectory with quantitative tightening. And ultimately, 2023 is going to be about the exit. It's going to be what's the recovery like? So does the Fed have the time and space to maintain tight policy in order to get inflation much closer to its target? Um, or do they not? And we're already seeing that federal deficits are starting to expand at a rapid rate. And I don't think the Fed's going to have the policy leeway to stay as tight as they are. And that may then mean they're forced to restart QE to support Treasury markets before we reach their inflation target. So, you know, are we going to exit 23 What's the shape of the earnings recovery? What's the shape of economic growth? Is inflation rapidly approaching the 2% target and potentially going through it because deflationary conditions are so significant? And if so, what's the impact on earnings? What's the impact on the growth outlook and the equity, pre equity risk premium? Um, and conversely, what if the Fed has to restart QE in the first half of next year when inflation's still running 4 to 5%? So we actually exit 2023 with accelerating inflation. And there again, what would be the implications to the equity risk premium earnings and growth expectations? And those are two very different outcomes. And unfortunately, I think we're going to get one of those. And so I think the Fed's going to be in a tough spot. Our U.S. Treasury needs 2% or lower interest rates to be solvent. We're already seeing budget deficits start to accelerate at a you know about a 10 or 15 percent clip. If that remains the case, I think we're going to be left with one of two choices. There's not enough private sector balance sheet globally, and there's not enough aggregate global growth to fund those deficits 
So either private investors have to sell other assets to buy our treasuries, meaning the Fed maintains tight conditions, allows the dollar to begin to rally again. And while many investors are very long the euro and assuming the dollar rallies over, they would actually tighten conditions, force the dollar much higher, crack capital markets, and drive private investors into the U.S. treasuries to bring yields down and fund deficits? Or do they not? Do they say, we're going to have to accept higher inflation, start moving the inflation target higher, and restart QE? And so that's very different than what investors are used to. We're used to recessions driven by a shock. So at Von Nelson, we're thinking about not just the short term, but the intermediate term as very different kind of cycles than what we've seen, because what we're going to go through beginning in 23 is, we think, a series of resets. And these resets are going to be ongoing, rolling resets across sectors, across markets, and across asset classes, because we have a series of issues that we have to address. And it's going to take um, different policy choices, both fiscal and monetary, across different geographies. And those are going to have either positive or negative self-reinforcing factors. So just we're thinking about it be nimble, have a game plan, let the policy choice happen, and then be ready to react to the extent you need to. So while you're doing your underlying company uh, analysis and valuations and you know what you want to own, when you really start thinking about constructing a portfolio, you need to be very aware of those factor bets. And so I think we're going to have a ongoing discussion about those resets over the coming uh, period of time, not just 2023, but well beyond that. And so what are some of those resets we're going to need to deal with? One, an energy crisis. You know, despite the falling um, energy prices, we have not addressed the global energy shortage, and it's going to be uh, manifestly worse in 23 and 24. Uh, we know global trade flows are going to begin to shift. We're already seeing that in earnest. Uh, we're going to have rolling sovereign debt crises or balance of payment crises, and governments and central banks are going to be forced to address those with real ramifications to equity multiples and inflationary conditions, both positive and negative. And along with all these issues, we're going to continue to see a ramp up in geopolitical confrontations, both with economic sanctions and, and probably some additional military conflicts. And underlying all of this is the ongoing shift in the currency regimes. Um, and so it does mean a, a much more volatile time. So, yeah, we have a strategy. Uh, we think the time of of making an investment and saying, you know, I can just hold it into the future uh, may be a little bit more naive. And you need to be aware of those factor bets and be ready to pivot accordingly. Uh, but we do think it just means more volatility and, and a greater opportunity for active management to generate alpha. Um, good. Well, that's a good place to stop for today. So thank you very much, Chris. And uh, hopefully we can squeeze in one more before uh, the year wraps up. So Sound, sounds good, Dan. Thank you. We'll talk soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. 
This podcast or any podcast in the series does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson Strategies.